Hello there, and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we discuss, dissect, contrast, and compare the tropes that have come to define cinema and see which ones are raised up the flagpole for all to salute and which are hoisted by their own petard. Right now, we are continuing our hero's journey, if you will, through pre Marvel Marvels. Last week, we looked at Thomas Jane's The Punisher, half action film, half sitcom for some reason, all heart. This week, our journey takes us to the heady days of 2015, when the biggest show, Game of Thrones, took a year-long hiatus before its grand finale, a year when the showrunners presumably stood before a blank whiteboard and wept quietly to themselves, a year when the MCU was full of swing, and when Fox were legally required to take another punt at making a Fantastic Four film or risk losing the rights to the characters. With legal small print being a great artistic inspiration, what could possibly go wrong? My name's Jeff, and I'm joined in this crest back in time by Mr. Colin Gerrard. You're right, mate. G'day. I'm pretty good. Tits. I have, before we get into the film, I have, I have a little bit of cleanup from last time. Okay. One thing that I one thing that I forgot to mention about the Punisher, there is weirdly no other people in that film. What do you mean? If you look back at the film, you know that there's that scene where he pushes the the money out of the window. Yeah, and then like a bunch of uh, then a bunch of like bystanders like run in the street and trying trying to grab the money. Those are the only extras in the entire fucking film. Really, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Every time they're outside or in city streets or anywhere, there's no one in the background. Huh. I suppose that's true. It's, actually, yeah, it's weird as fuck. You know when when they're doing the massacre. Yeah, and the wife runs away uh, in the car with the kid, and they're banging on. Uh, they get to supposedly town, but it's like one building on a beach, and they're banging on the doors asking, "Is anyone there?" But there's no one there. There's no one on the pier. There's no one anywhere. When they're walking along the beach, and they p- point out that one bloke who becomes important a little bit later because he fishes him out of the water, he's the only guy. There's no one on the pier behind them. There's no one anywhere. When the um, when El Mariachi flips his car, there's no one in the streets. No other I cars. do, I do, I do remember that. No cars, no like pedestrians, nothing. There's no one anywhere. I've got a slight theory that maybe he does die, Frank Castle, when he when he gets blown off the pier, that he does die, and the rest is like a fever dream in his dying <laughs> dying brain as he drowns to the bottom of the ocean because there's no fucking people. Or they were just trying to save money on extras. Yeah, that is probably the answer to that. But... Which, which would probably explain the massively high production quality on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing um, fan yeah. fan stick today. Yes, yeah, so fan stick. Just to, just to mention the trope, we're looking at pre Marvel like Marvel films and like super superhero films. I'm not sure like what the what the trope of of those are. But MCU movies, every single time, copy and paste, they seem to do this four steps. And it's slightly annoying now. So you, you get, basically you're going to ruin all MCU movies for everyone ever who watches this video from now. Right. Yeah, so, so I've, got it down, I've got it down to four steps, right? Step one, the introduction slash origin story, depending on whether it's a sequel or not. Yeah. If it's an origin story, they normally clip through it pretty quickly. And if it's like a reintroduction because it's like Thor 2 or whatever, then it would be like five minutes. Yeah. Step two, the threat. Ah, introduce the bad guy or the item of horror. Usually a battle between the antagonist and the protagonist in which the protagonist loses. Yeah, Thanos kicks the shit out of everyone, shows he's way too powerful and everyone's scared. Step three, the coming storm. Uh, this is the majority of the film now. 
where they spend the whole film brooding about the loss, upgrading whatever the tech tech they had in the previous fight to try and win the next fight, while simultaneously the bad guy is also doing the same. Step four, another battle between the good and the bad guy. Usually not as impressive as the previous battle. Like the uh, the dance victory in Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Indeed. So that's it. That's the four steps every single time. And then a fifth step uh, after the credits, a little uh, cheeky hint at what's going to happen next to the MCU. Um, but yeah, so that's four steps. Introduction, the threat comes up. They spend most of the film spinning their wheels, worrying about the threat, and then they have another fight, which they win, and it's not as good as the first battle. Usually because all the shit that the bad guy did in the first battle, he's forgotten he could do it in the second battle. <laughs> Like Thanos with his, uh, he's got those different powers, but he only ever uses one of those powers at any one time. He never like combines them in any particularly interesting way. He's either changing time or he's affecting reality or he's being powerful. He's never like affecting time while being powerful and and affecting reality at the same time, which he can do. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, shall we talk about this shit film? What do you mean shit film? It was a fucking masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. My point being, on a scale of one to Fantastic Four, this is closer to Fantastic Four than all the previous Fantastic Four attempts. It was not the worst of the Fantastic Four movies by a long shot. This does not make really? it a good movie. Yeah, it doesn't make it a good movie, but it's better than. Well, let's be honest. All of the Fantastic Four movies are shit. There's not a so good you, one. You 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 put this above Jessica Alba. Chris, uh, not Chris Pine, Chris Evans. Crap, Evans. Yeah, Evans. Lots of, Chris Evans, lots, of yeah. lots of Chris's in the world. Um, I can't remember that one, to be perfectly honest. I've seen you it. Put in this years. one, you put this one above those two, probably because it's the most recent one I've seen, and therefore I remember it. Whereas the other ones <laughs> were so shit, I, I deleted them from my memory. I mean, if I watch the uh, Jessica Rabba one tomorrow, maybe it will be ranked higher. Yeah. One thing I about what one thing I like about it is they actually use the name Victor Von Doom. Well done. Don't be scared that his name is Victor Von Doom. Doctor Doom. Everyone else they they changed his name. They would they wouldn't allow him to be called uh, Victor Von Doom. His name is Doctor Doom in um the the Jessica Rabbit one, isn't it? Is it? I think like so. I say, yeah. In fact, I I heard somewhere I don't know that his name isn't Victor Von. His name is Victor. It's Victor something something else. So they changed. They were going to change it because it's it's ADR in this movie. When when we get to that bit, it's a voiceover. It cuts away from the person's face when he says it, and he just says it on a piece of paper in front of him. Um. Anyway, also I guess what I really like about this film is that one, everyone started to call it Fantafor Stick. Yeah. <laughs> And if you go into Disney Plus and search Fantafor no, Stick, spelling it like ju- that, it comes up like that. Just uh, just checked. In the Jessica Alba version, Dr. Doom is called Julian McMahon. Is he? Is he now? Motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he is Dr. Doom, but they just, uh, for some reason, they just don't like that name. So that is... Isn't that the actor? It may well be the actor. <laughs> Shut up, <my> <laughs> is that Is that the actor? Shit. Ben Grimm, Johnny Storm. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yes, it, yeah, he's Victor Von Doom. Let's delete that section. That never happened. <laughs> All right, I'll let I'll edit that out. 
Yeah, it's yeah, his name's Doctor Doom. Yeah, ding dong. Right, Fantastic Four. Let's get into it. I have prepared. I have prepared my introduction to this. Fan Four Stick is a biopic about the world's most boring scientists in their attempt to travel to another dimension, which admittedly is an interesting thing to do, but they do it in the most boring way and for the most boring reasons you can imagine. It's just a collection of rocks and space goo on the other side, so who gives a shit? Forgetting they're professional scientists, they jab at aforementioned space goo with their fucking hands, and as a result get some sick powers, which they use in really boring ways to fight a bad guy who's as fucking boring as the rest of them. I have to say... Um, I did like the fact that the way they get their powers when they're, they're, they're emergency teleported back into uh, the real world, that, you know, Ben Grimm's all covered in rocks. So he becomes the rock guy. And then uh, John, Johnny Storm is, he's he's covered, fire goes into his little thing. So he becomes the fire guy. Why the fuck does Reed Richards become stretchy? Has he got an elastic band on him? And like, yeah. And Suze is just kind Suze of accidental because she's in the room at the time. Yeah, she wasn't even in the fucking place. She didn't give it get the goo on her. Why did she get powers? <laughs> and I always, I, I, like I said, like this, this is one of the better Fantastic Four movies. Still shit. Yeah. Why? Why does he get all stretchy? Because nothing happens. Um, Johnny Storm burning to death in the capsule. Was fucking horrific. Ben Ben Grimm, yeah, he because of the rocks go into his thing. But they go in they go into the capsule like really comically, like he's standing in front of a wind machine with rocks. <laughs> do, you, do you do you remember Labyrinth with that monster who goes and then the rocks like the pebbles start rolling from everywhere? That's what it reminded me of. He can control the. <laughs> Before we get into the film, how much about the backstory of this film do you know? Like this specific version. What do you mean the backstory, how it was made and whatnot? Yeah. Nothing. So, you know, do you know why Fox kept making these? To keep the rights. To keep the rights, yeah. I think it's about every 10 years or so they had to make make a Fantastic Four movie. Otherwise, they reverted back to Marvel. Like, their first attempt, they didn't even release it. Really? I think I, I, think I can... I, I've seen a version of that one where... In, and the special effects are so unbelievably bad. Yeah, well, it, it was, uh, what year was this? It was 1994. They filmed it, they put a trailer out, and then the cast went on a press tour, but then they just canned it. Good, because it looked like shit. Um, then 10 years later, well, 11 years later, um, they did Fantastic Four. And then a few years after that, they did Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then 2015, Fan Four Stick, which did not go well for them. Um, and then Disney bought Fox anyway in 2019 so the rights went back um to disney and now uh, they're gonna put them in the um mcu i mean reed richards has been in the mcu already he was in doctor doctor um doctor strange and that multiverse film where he only goes to one other universe yeah reed richards 838 that one was apparently well te- got technically, te- technically he traveled through about 50 of them when he was going to the first time he travelled, he turned into a cartoon at one point. Melted. It was. Uh, he went odd. to fifty other more interesting ones, <laughs> and just sort of skipped past them to a relatively normal one. So yeah, we haven't seen the main MCU's version of it yet. So um, we'll see. Um, yeah, the director. So the director for this film, Fant Forstick, basically he got replaced halfway through. Oh. It's a film literally two halves. You know where the screen goes blank and goes one year later? You might That's like 50% of the film was just remade. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
the 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 reshoots on both parts of the um the the one year later screen mainly to try and make the one year later thing make sense he had pitched it and they said yes and then when they when he started to make it they went no actually let's we want changes to this and they just vetoed nearly everything that he wanted to do he went fucking mad his name is Josh Trank the director he got really stressed out by it fell out with the cast he got into a he got into a fight with Miles Teller, Reed Richards, and Kate Mara said that it was a fucking nightmare doing this film. He got replaced basically by the editor. And when the film was released, he basically he no, he basically stopped saying basically. He went on Twitter to say, "No, this is shit. This isn't the film I wanted to make." My version would have been much better. Of course, it would. Be. Yeah, basically. It's a, yeah, it's a fantastic four movie. It was going to be shit no matter what he did. Let's be honest. Yeah, so, uh, oh, and uh, he had a rental property that his dog completely trashed, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage was done to this <laughs> property. Um, he blamed it on the dog, but, you know, it might have been him. Who knows? So, this film, Rotten Tomatoes is 9%. Really? <laughs> yes. It is the lowest rated film of all of the Marvel properties. Fantastic. <laughs> IMDb is a little bit better at um, 4.5. So that's kind of in the middle, lower of the middle, but in the middle. So shall we go through the film? Yep. It was started off with yeah. uh, absolute uh, acting genius, followed by directorial genius, amazing special effects. Shortly afterwards, the acting got actually somehow better, like amazing, <laughs> really, really interesting cast, great plot. And the conclusion was in no way disappointing whatsoever. So 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> Is that we right, finished? That, that's all for us for this week. I'll see you next week. I'm sorry, I did like the beginning. Just uh, you like the, the beginning. Kid. I think I thought it was a nice setup for Reed Richards being a kid in class and being a bit of a genius and inventing that telephone. That's about where I I I lost the movie after that when they grew up a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the class. He's given that little speech. His teacher Homer Simpson does not want to be a teacher anymore. He has lost the passion for teaching. <laughs> he gives this speech about um this uh this he wants to do this teleportation device and homer simpson's just like that's not that's not a fucking that's not a realistic uh life goal do it again <laughs> but try mcdonald's or something you know achievable that and the scene at the science fair they write him off like an idiot yeah yeah and but, I, like, he, he, he literally he yeah. literally shows that teleportation is possible not only possible but he's achieved it and then the basketball backboard smashes and he goes no no let's yeah, forget about that teleportation thing that just happened which is fucking miracle let's forget about that <laughs> <laughs> let's ignore this literal miracle of modern science and disqualify it and say that it's magic <laughs> yeah well <laughs> even if it was magic that's a good trick it's, it's only, well i think you should have changed your report to being a magician perhaps because that was pretty well done you made the plane disappear you came back burnt as shit and covered in covered in uh sand also you had the special effects of like the blue orb of wibbly wobbly how the f there's so many questions how did you plus they've got the coursework on the board behind them <laughs> Are you not reading any of this stuff? You just look at it and go, I don't understand what this is, therefore it's magic F. <laughs> and also, let's let's uh, ignore the fact that it's an absolute like, miracle of technology that's just done teleportation right before his eyes. Let's forget that for a second and look at it as it a weapon. Right in front of them. <laughs> let's just look at it as a weapon. Even if that teleportation thing didn't work, he did manage to smash a blackboard that was 10, 10 metres away. This surely has some uses. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, doesn't Reed Richards and Ben Grimm, because they present this thing together, like, don't they have, like, academic records? Like, other subjects that they've been doing? Like, other, like, they should know that these guys are kind of are, are fucking geniuses. Why aren't, why do well, they just write them off every time? Not not Ben Grimm, really. He didn't, he, he wasn't a genius. He helps build the machine. He's more, like, hands-on, like, making the thing, so... Yeah, true. Like an engineer. Yeah, he's an engineer, yeah. So he deserves part part of the credit, which is why I don't understand why it's only Reed Richards who gets a scholarship at Baxter. True. (laughs) And also... After they, after the military go, actually, no, fuck you, scientists. We're we're going to send our, our NASA guys through, which I think is fair. I've I've written that exact exact point. NASA takes over, not unreasonable. <laughs> Silly, right? This is yeah. what they're trained for. <laughs> you are scientists. <laughs> you invented and built something amazing. That was your job. They just get drunk. Do you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go. Are there no right. safety precautions like security? We'll get to we'll get to that bit. <laughs> I'm still stuck on this fucking science fair, right? <laughs> they are literally adults. Yeah, they're definitely too old to be in that school. They're they're two thirty <laughs> year old men. When he borrows the plane off the kid next door, that's an actual kid. That's a child <laughs> next. Door. Well, that actually goes to the school. He's literally well, half actually, their size. They are two thirty year old men. <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, so what? What we'll go at two p.m. Science class, brilliant. Let's get some beers. Homer Simpson himself, he's he he hasn't you, you aged got, a day, but he still hates teaching. You got you've got to wonder why uh, Reed Richards um, has been held back twenty years if he's such a genius. You think he's being kept back? That's why he's an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that explains it. He's been held back by Homer Simpson teacher because. Thinks he's an idiot, and he's literally only done one thing in his entire career at school. Fucking hell, yeah! Like seeing as they're literal adults, like it took them what twenty years to make that machine, <laughs> which actually makes more sense. To be fair, yeah. Te- invented teleportation. It's not going to happen overnight. Doctor Storm and Sue arrive. Are they just scouting science fairs, or are they looking specifically for the one guy who built the thing that they are also literally building? But yeah, they just randomly turn up and go, "Hey," because he has a really deep voice. I had I had to recheck this. They get him because he's managed to build the machine that can send something there and bring it back. Yeah, Mister Storm, his his one can only send something. He can't bring it back. He can't. Yes, exactly. They they say that because he um, Reed Richards thinks it's somewhere else on the planet planet that they're sending it to, and not another dimension. So how do you know it's another dimension? And Sue comes up and says, "Oh, we've got this vial of sand." How would you get in the sands if you can't bring shit back? It's a very good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it. And how do they know that it's another... Dem- how do you design a machine that transports something somewhere without knowing where the thing you're sending it to is? Shouldn't that and be part you- of the <laughs> the design of it? <laughs> why, why a different dimension? Maybe a different planet in the same dimension? Ben gets fucking academically cock-blocked. Gets to stay behind to finish his twenty third year of high school, whilst um, Reed Richards goes off to the big to the big city uh, and the Baxter Foundation. And there's an impressive amount of reverence and like music swelling and like awe and wonder in the eyes that when they get to the Baxter Foundation, it is the most boring looking office building you've ever seen. <laughs> Which is quite realistic, I suppose. So, but. Um, anyway, at the Baxter Foundation, we see the evil panel of board members, yeah, uh, who are just God, 
damn them for trying to run a company uh, and make profits and then use those profits to fund science. Um, they're led by the, that guy who plays Buster Scruggs, whose name I yeah. could have looked up, but I'm not going to. Every time he's in, in a scene, it looks like he's chewing an invisible toothpick. It's really weird. If he's chewing gum, that's not how you chew gum. Like his like full mouth opens, like he's playing with something in his mouth, but they've removed it digitally. It's weird and off-putting. Yeah, and their plan, the the board members' plan is step one, science. Step two, don't know. Step three, profit. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> fake it till you make it. And um, why are you going? Why are you going to this other dimension? Because it could have all sorts of resources. Okay. It doesn't. Cool. <laughs> It's three rocks in a circle. You've, uh, it's... you've got you've got a camera. You can see it's just a big dead rock with green. And seeing as the entire planet is made up of this unknown sand, uh, in the form of rocks generally, every time they send something, they get a little bit of sand back anyway. So they don't really need to go there because they can just get the sand to come back every time they send something. Send a washing machine, get a big pile of sand. Resources. Yeah. Right. They give a lot of um, big speeches like, oh, this could save this could save the world and blah, 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 blah. How? It's a fucking dead planet on the other side. There's nothing Man, there except for the green goo. Uh, Victor Von Doom. Did you, Dr. Doom, did you like Dr. Doom? Uh, no, not really. Um, he was a bit of a dick, but that's about as evil as he got as a character. Yeah, only bit of a dick, right? He's, yeah. like, he's slightly offish, even... but that's it. He's just a bit sarcastic. Oh, look yeah. at you and your big brain. Aren't you very clever? Well done. And are we correct, sir? Reed Richards on his maths one point on a whiteboard. Yeah, he tries to cock block Reed, Reed whilst he's talking to Sue. And Reed just comes back with, yeah, no, we fucking finished the work whilst <laughs> right. we were in the fucking canteen, dickhole. Uh, You're not being very professional. What, 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 do you, what do you mean? We've done all of our work earlier than obviously you expected. So, yeah, he's just a fucking idiot. Prick. And... And he's in love with Sue Storm, but never actually talks to her. So I looked into this, right? Because Sue says that she comes from Kosovo, right? Which is like a war-torn part of the world, yeah? And his file says he comes from Latveria, which is a fictional country in Marvel, but is also like a war-torn nation, both of which are supposed to be like Eastern European. So I thought, oh, maybe that's kind of their link together, because maybe there's like, oh, we come from like not the greatest part of the world. And that's like that would that informs his politics and stuff like that. But they don't do anything with it. And his politics is very um his politics in the end of this is just like people are bad. Yeah. And that's people it. Are gr greed is bad. People are greedy. People are bad. There's a bit where she was she says, um Sue says Doctor Doom over here. Well, listen to Doctor Doom over here. Like that's uh put that's literally his name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at are Dr. You, Doom you... over here Yeah, he, yeah, we can see him it, We are look, look, He's speaking So we, <laughs> we're actually yeah, looking at him right now But uh, thanks for the direction um, What did you think of Johnny? Johnny Storm uh, Johnny Storm was probably the, the most Likeable character of all of the characters But even he was just a little, like a petulant child I I thought he was much of a muchness, really. He didn't really do in it. He wasn't in it enough. He didn't really do much. Um, he was in welding montage number one. Yep. Um, he he mentioned that he was going to join the military and go on some missions like Ben Grimm was doing, but never actually did. What about Sue? Uh, Sue was. Uh, oh, 
Excuse me. <laughs> I think I think you could sum up a lot of the characters in this film by just going. Uh, uh. Yeah. That seems alright. Like uh, I'd say of of the of the Fantastic Four, the Storm brother and sister were the best characters. Reed Richards was really bland and uninteresting yeah. throughout the whole thing for a super yeah, genius. Fuck it. Yeah, he's boring as shit. Um, and the other characters are kind of forgettable. Sue Storm, during like the first half of the film, where the before they go to the planet, which she doesn't get invited to for some reason. Um, <laughs> like most of her screen time is in that first half, but when once they get powers and things start to kick off, they kind of forget that she exists. Yeah, and she 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 has pretty good powers. She make force fields, fly, turn invisible. Don't make any use of the fact that she can turn invisible once. No. You know, for like for infiltrating. She's <laughs> running around. She's running around the complex, like uh, trying to trying to escape or whatever the fuck it was they're trying to do. Why didn't she just turn invisible? It would have been a lot easier to do whatever the fuck it was you were trying to do. There's one. There's one scene when when she's unconscious just after the accident, where her father's at the window, and she's lying on the table, but she's phasing in and out of visibility. And then it cuts to a shot inside the room of just the table, empty. Yeah. And just holds on that. It's not like she's still phasing in, like she's completely invisible. In other words, she didn't have to come in that day. <laughs> the most interesting thing about her is that you can use her as a barometer of when the reshoots took place. Because her hair changes constantly from Does shot it? to shot. Yes. Did not notice that. A lot of the time it's a wig. A really, really bad wig as well. But from angle changes, her hair will change. Her hair will change styles uh, in the middle of scenes because of that's how they were. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's, but... If you can bear to sit through this film again, just watch it and just look at her hair all the way through. <laughs> that that cock block scene, for example, when she sat down and talking to him, she's that's all a reshoot. Okay. And she's wearing she's wearing a wig and her hair is down. And then when uh, he goes up to talk to uh, D Doom, he calls down to Sue, and it's a wide shot. Her hair's her normal hair, and it's just tied back. All right. I haven't got a note for Ben, but what do you think about Ben? Ben's supposed to, I mean, when he turned into uh, the, the thing, he was uh, obviously uh, understandably upset about that. It's pretty much uh, all of my notes on Ben. Uh, he was, uh, uh, what do you yeah. think of the machine? The machine? What about the machine? Yeah. It, right. Don't, it's don't... a static machine. Yeah. Doesn't do anything or go anywhere. It just pops in and out of existence. I did like it when uh, when the, they had to remake it. And uh, Reed Richards comes in like a, after the he's been away, been a bit of a prick. He comes in and he goes, oh, no, they made it ugly. <laughs> what was it before, Reed? Yeah, it's it like <laughs> the bo most boring machine ever. Like it go, it's a gateway to another reality. Remember Stargate when they saw when they opened that the first time? That was impressive. This is a filing cabinet that blinks in and out of existence. Stand up tanning booths. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the machine works as you mentioned. They say right, no, we're not going to send. Right, they keep referring to them as children, even though they're thirty. We're not going to send children to another world. We're going to send NASA, which is not unreasonable, right? They go, no, no, fuck this. 
Yeah, no, the the people who built the rockets versus put or did all the work during the during the space race. But yeah, you don't remember any of their names. You only remember the astronauts because that's a literally a different job. And because the astronauts are the ones that went to space, which was the thing that was amazing. They get drunk also. They get drunk. Uh, that, that's an, uh... one hip flask of whiskey. <laughs> Three people. But that's another thing about Victor Von Doom. He's so petty and like uh, insecure and like childish. And, oh, but I want to be. It's me, 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 me. It just reminds me of a little fucking petulant child, which fits with the fact that they keep calling children, except that he's 30. Yeah. You built the machine. Like people in your circle, like other scientists, will know it was you that made it because you get to write papers on this shit. You'll probably win the Nobel Prize and win lots of money yeah. and recognition within the scientific community. So these three fucking lightweights, they get drunk on one hip flask of booze. Um, call Ben to come in because the film momentarily forgot that he existed. They invite him to come and join the party. Uh, welding montage number two. And then they go to the other dimension with three rocks and a backdrop. And some green goo. They touch the goo because they're Which scientists is... and they're idiots. <laughs> following the scientific process what is it don't know should we touch it probably anyway they get all their their powers ben stands in front of a fan blowing rocks johnny gets burnt alive and yeah why does reed get his powers yeah <laughs> i made that note, yeah. <laughs> i just wanted to but right they've got their powers now right i just want to do a time check because this happens at 46 minutes into this really? two hour long movie yeah do you know how long it takes them to get their powers in the first one 14 minutes and in silver surfer the silver surfer arrives at the two minute mark cool um immediately after they're taken to a base in the middle of fucking buttfuck nowhere for god knows what reason um and reed richards immediately freaks out and fucks off for a year <laughs> just uh, abandons all of his friends like when he says i'll come back for you I won't leave you. I'm sorry. And then he does actually just leave them until he's captured, literally captured by Ben Grimm and dragged by back. Them. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He's not doing anything. Like they show them that he's, he's trying to build another machine, like a one person pod. But that doesn't do anything or go anywhere. Plus, if he could go to the other planet, what could he why? do there? It's yeah, three why? rocks surrounded by goo. Maybe <sighs> if I get in the machine backwards, it will, it will reverse everything. So in this in this one year, Ben's been out killing people. They show that he has a confirmed kill count. I can't remember how much it is. It's like in its forties, but that's confirmed kills. How many has he been doing on the side? Just as a hobby. Yeah, just as a hobby, or just you know, they haven't been able to confirm it. Oh, this entire room full of people. How many did you kill? At least three of them. All right, that's three then. I guess. Johnny's Johnny's like he's he's got a fucking semi just thinking about going out to kill people. But even they more than that, he just he just wants to do whatever the, the little test he's doing. Under five seconds is his target. He just wants to be faster at doing yeah. nothing. Thing. <laughs> they don't quite know what to do with Sue, because she just stands in a room surrounded by shipping containers. Yeah. I think they're going to put her to work on the docks. <laughs> Sue finds... Um, they try to find Richards through the power of music. He goes back, and they still don't do anything. No, they don't do anything at all. He comes back and fixes the algorithm because uh, those silly idiots who aren't scientists couldn't get it right, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and he acts like a snooty dick about it as well. <laughs> like, actually, like Von Doom did when he first turned up. Yeah, it'll take me about 10 minutes. Probably less. They they build a new machine, still looks boring. 
They made this one and ugly, they, apparently. And then they send they actually send some faceless NASA people um to the planet again. Again, to do what? Collect some rocks? Resources, Jeff. They're trying to save the world. Because we don't have enough rocks. Apparently. They get the camera footage and they will just sat back at mission control and uh, Reed Richard just goes, The landscape's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how do you know it's just three rocks in a circle? And two, yeah, duh, everything was exploding when you were last there. So, yeah, (laughs) it would have moved. And it's exploding because you touched the rocks with your friend. (laughs) And he's not happy about it. Uh, Might say his his mood is slightly grim. (laughs) Yeah, so everything exploded because you can't put your hand in the goo. Um, Doom rocks up. How is he alive? No one gives a shit. Yeah, why has he been eating? Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, his mouth is fused shut, so I don't know how he's even fucking talking. What's he been doing? He's, Three uh, rocks in a circle. That's all he's done. I don't know what exactly he was doing, but it gave him a limp. Doom as Akira. That's what I've put down in my notes here. When Doom comes back, he starts popping motherfuckers' heads, right? Yeah, what is his power? Just telekinesis or what? Yeah, it seems to be, right? He starts popping heads. Again, his motivation for doing this is like first year sociology student level shit. What's it, what, starts... what is his, his actual quote, though? He said, uh, you've destroyed your own world, and now you want to come and destroy mine. But now I'm going to destroy your world so I can not have mine destroyed. So he goes around the facility Akira-ing people, right? That could have been such a cool Akira scene. We've never had a live action proper Akira scene. They've done scenes like this in other anime of like a powered person walking through a facility, fucking just wasting fools left, right, and center. But in, and it's always really fucking cool. It's always really fucking cool. But in this, he's just popping people's heads whilst casually walking down a corridor. He doesn't do any other cool, interesting shit. Like in Akira, they shoot a smoke grenade at him. He stops it midair. It blows up. He pushes the smoke aside, then the rest of the wall aside, and then he crushes the corridor around the people who are firing shit at him. That's cool. This guy just wanders towards the canteen. What Fucking, he, he can't even, they're so boring. Just to get back to his boring planet, he even can't mass murder people in an interesting way. So yeah, he says what you said. I won't let you destroy my boring fucking planet the way you have destroyed the Earth. Oh yeah, he's like, humanity's had its chance. But it's not like he's going to wipe out people. He's li- his plan is to literally destroy the physical object of the planet. Yeah, and then uh, like I don't, I'm not really sure how this portal thing works, but like everything's coming through, and he's converting things into energy. I think they say right, right. So why they say that he's they say that he's turned the portal, their stupid, boring ass machine, into a black hole. But he opens the black hole not on his on own Earth, world, on his own planet, and then he opens a secondary wormhole through the power of sky beams to Earth. So Earth gets sucked through the wormhole that then falls, literally falls down into the black hole. Which, by the way, I thought they were in a different dimension. So the beam of light that goes through the sky to Earth, huh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he builds the black hole on his own planet. His plan is to literally destroy the Earth, which is way worse than what he's complaining that mankind has done. Because we can fuck it up, but it'll still be here. The black hole doesn't affect his own planet. Somehow. Somehow. His own shithole planet. How do, and how is he doing any of this? Is this telekinesis? 
it doesn't seem to be telekinesis. I, I, I don't, I don't understand what his power is at all. Because like up to that point, it's only telekinesis, and now he can create portals between dimensions with black hole. Huh? Uh, <laughs> the fantastic the fantastic four they rock over to his they go through the portal and there's this bit where sue because it's starting to pull like cars and shit off and people through the portal and they're falling from the portal down towards the black hole she puts a force field around the black hole so that the shit just bounces off it it doesn't fall into the black hole yeah just but like they're little, still little... falling from the fucking sky <laughs> Yeah. But it, it, they mentioned that everything that goes in the hole is being turned into energy or something. I don't know what the energy yeah, is for, uh, but maybe it's uh, to feed the portal so that. It yeah, can that's what I thought as well. So all of these people, like normal people, start falling through the thing. Sue saves them from being obliterated in a black hole, but not from falling from the sky. And at the end, by the way, they don't even bother searching for survivors, they just fuck off. Um, <laughs> Uh, Skybeam, bold choice. And then they had this fight with Doctor Doom, which doesn't go well. And then they use the power of cooperation, but then they don't actually communicate with each other. They still just have at it one at a, one at a time, but somehow this works this time. But they, they've all got the same idea this time. Let's fight them individually. That's fucking teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's teamwork. Um, yeah, what we'll do is we'll cooperate by not cooperating with 100% improvisation and... Fucking luck. And then they just uh, push Doctor Doom into the black hole. They, yeah, they just nudge him. That's it. That's that's how they it's like. It's like the the equivalent of getting that that one person who just like kneels down behind you and then someone pushes you over him. Essentially do that. <laughs> and he's vaporized. And Doom during this entire fight, Doom forgets that he can pop people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't he pop their heads? Does it? He stands there and he soliloquies at them for ages. And there's this bit where they're all just down because all their powers are fa- uh, are failing a little bit. And not once does he think, "I'll just pop these bitches now." Yeah, hubris. He, he forgets his one power <laughs> and goes for fist fight instead. Yeah. Oh, you're dead now. You won't be much of a threat. Oh wait, I didn't do um, that. I just punched you in the face instead. <laughs> So yeah, as you mentioned, they just nudge him into the into the light, and then they return back to back to Earth. Very briefly, they run away from the shit planet, back to Earth, and there's this bit where they they get back and they look at that huge fucking crater. Okay, bloody hell! And there's like they're like, we did it! Wow, amazing! And like triumphant music is playing in the background, and they're just looking at this devastation that they caused. This is all of their fault. Don't touch the green goo. And they're just standing in the foreground, just high-fiving each other. And it's all of their fault. It's everything is their fault. If none of them, if they had just stayed at home, Homer Simpson was right. You should have fucking failed. Yeah. And Get none a job of this McDonald's, please. Then there's a quick scene at the end where they say, where they tell the government to go do one. Can I have an island? Can I have an entire country, please? Yeah, all right. Yeah, can I have my own new secret green screen base with unlimited resources and loads of staff so that we can do unknown science stuff? Because we don't want to work for the government because then that will get political. Instead, we shall be the arbiters of what is good and what isn't, which is dangerous and terrifying, right? (laughs) And thankfully, uh, the government go, yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah. Two of you, well, at least one of you, and one had a fucking semi just thinking about it, are known murderers. <laughs> so 
I'm not entirely sure that you guys should be in charge of literally everything. Now um, that we're a team, we need to think of a name. What should we call ourselves? Yeah. They don't have the fucking courage to say it, do they? No, they don't. They cut Just to ben, black. They're like... Ben goes like, well, this is all pretty fantastic. I have an idea. Black. And ben also comes up with an idea. I can't remember what the idea is. Like something like the Rockettes or some 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 kind of pun based on the fact that it's a rock. And then Johnny just goes, "Oh, what about what about the thing that no one loves or wants?" Yeah, Dude, it's really harsh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got a bit of a complex about the fact that he's literally made of rocks now. Hundred <laughs> percent unnecessary. What the hell? <laughs> he's been really nice to you throughout the entire fucking movie. He's not said one bad thing about you, and no. then you're just like, well, "What about the cunts?" Um, right, I think that's the film, pretty much. To compare it to the trope, like the MCU trope, like we have the introduction, but it was like an hour of this film as introduction. Yeah. And then they just kind of barreled through the rest. There was no threat. The threat, which is Doctor Doom, he turns up in... The, right, uh, fucking he, end. He, he comes... I, ti- I timed it. I went through it. Do you know, from the moment he pops heads, pops the first head, to the bit that he is defeated, is 12 minutes. Really? Wow. And the way it's shot, that's pretty much real time as well. It's not like he fucks off for a couple of days or a week and a half. It's from beginning to end, it's pretty much constant action. His nefarious scheme in its entirety lasts 12 minutes. Yep. Pretty shit bad guy. Another another difference to the uh, MCU MCU is that a Victor Von Doom is vaporized. So instead of like setting it up for possible sequels where he can be a bad guy in a different way, they don't really think about that. They encapsulate the entire movie into one story. I don't know. He's been pulled into a sky beam, and sky beams can do many things. Yeah, well, I suppose he's technically been converted to energy, so maybe he can exist everywhere. But like, how long like bad guys are a bad guy, or how long a threat is a threat? Like, normally it's the majority of the film, and they get like a good like fight or two in there. Um, I always think of. Um, I think it's unfair, but I think it's um, of Killmonger from. Um, Black Panther. He, he is a threat throughout the entire film, like they normally are. He's not king for long. Yeah. He's like king not... for like a long weekend, like a bank holiday weekend. And a really shit it. weekend. Yeah, he, before he gets to pose. I mean, he's like a bad guy before that, but I always think of his, his reign as like hilariously short. Liz Truss Vic... was prime minister for longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Von Doom. Victor Von Disappointment, more like. And on that note, we end. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so score out of ten? I think oh, it's a part of me. I'm gonna go four. I was gonna go for three. I was going to give this I'm, I'm, a fantastic four, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go for three, but I'm try- I'm struggling to think of where those three points come from. I mean just the fact that the, the effort of making the movie at all, that's one point. They they all obviously showed up on time and did their job. That's uh second point. <clears throat> It ended. It ended. There was an end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three points. Have you co- have you come down slightly on your on your appraisal of this film because you were quite up there at the beginning? No, no, I was uh, up there on the scale of uh, Fantastic Four movies. So I'm oh, about okay. the same as where I was before. It's just <laughs> not as shit as some of the other ones. I don't remember the Jessica Alba one. It's like the probably... only other one. <laughs> no, there's that. There's one more, and it is absolute pile of trash. Yeah, Silver Surfer, but that is also Jessica Alba. That one. Oh, really? Yeah, they're oh. the same team in both of them. Okay, maybe I'm just thinking about the cartoon. Right, we got one left. 
Which is Blade. a good one. Blade, yeah, I love a bit of Blade. Not so much Blade Two, but Blade was good. Let's do Blade. Let's see. Let's finish out this trilogy of of pre Marvel Marvels with a bit of Blade. Um, I hope right. it's as good as I remember. I so so do I. Right, mate. Shall we close out the show? You can find me on. Um, oh, you can find me on YouTube at the Badgers Apprentice and on Twitter at tba tw- underscore tweets. But yeah, I think that's it. Right, lazy big bitch. See you. You.